We're very delighted to have Ursula. Yes, I will. I was going to mention that. Um, so yes, we're very delighted to have Ursula deliver the message. Um, and the message title is called, Are We Doing the Right Thing? Hmm. Interesting question posed. Um, but first, yes, I'll read the scripture. And that is from Acts chapter 4, verses 32, um, to chapter 5, verse 11. Let me find that. Cool. All right, so, all the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there were no persons among them, no needy persons among them, yes, from, for from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. Um, so chapter 5, it says, Now a man named Ananias together with his wife, Sapphira, uh, also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to human beings, but to God. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. And great fear seized all who heard what had happened. Then some young men came forward, wrapped up his body, and carried him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter asked her, tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she said, that is the price. Peter said to her, how could you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young men came in and finding, uh, and finding her dead, carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. Wow, okay, that is the word of God. I'll pass the time now to Ursula. Oops. I shouldn't wear this putter, too slippery. Anyway, brothers and sisters, good morning. How are we? Good, good, good. Long weekend coming. Any special plans? Anything excited? Nothing? Sorry? <laughs> Sleeping? <laughs> okay, so today are we doing the right thing? Let's see what we are doing. Okay, um, let's see this picture. The first one, we saw a little boy. Let's guess what does he feeling? Is he feeling anything? Guess? It's fear, right? Yeah, maybe he saw something fearful or something, so that's why he feel really fear. So the next one is, it's all mine. Guess what does this man thinking? 
greed. Yeah, good point. And this one, this lady is on fire <laughs> for what kind of reason? What do you think? Why, why did, is she feeling on fire? <laughs> Just guess. Jealousy, yeah? <laughs> okay. So the last one. So what are the words there written? Lies. So do you think this man is happy or not? He's not happy. So why does he not happy with people's lies? Let me ask you, have we ever lied? Yes. Have we ever seen anyone lie to us? How do you feel when people lie to you? Have you ever seen people in the church lie? Yeah, Tony knocked his head, right? So how do you feel when you see brothers and sisters lie to each other? Not good, right? Okay, so are we doing the right thing? When you see brothers and, and sisters lie to each other, you feel a bit disappointed. Let me give you an example. If there's a pastor here on the stage preaching, uh, he's giving offering, one-tenth offering every time and encourage brothers and sisters to do the same thing, it's okay, right? But one day you notice this pastor never do any offering. What will you feel? You feel okay or not? You feel very disappointed, right? So, are we doing the right thing? Shall we pray together before we start our sermon? Dear Heavenly Father, you are our almighty God. We are here to worship and listen to your words. Pray God's presence today and pray God speaking to us. And pray God soften our hearts to respond and follow God's teaching to us today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. First of all, I would like to thank Luke, who just read out the scripture. It's so long and so heavy. But here when we read the scripture, we can see the beauty of uh, the church. Because people are willing to share God's love and they are willing to support each other. One of the things that impressed me when I'm reading the scripture is that in the early church, they have their love in the church. They are willing to sacrifice to each other. So um, in this scripture, in chapter 4, we can see a beautiful example of God's love in the church. Let's start reading um, verse 14 to Shall we read together? All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they share everything they had. Wow! People were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of possessions was their own. They are willing to share everything with each other. Are you willing to share everything with each other? There's one time I visited Luke's home and then Emerald bake a beautiful cake and share with me. I feel so good. I feel God's love. So um, it is written here that the believers are willing to share everything they have in the early church. It's just like a family. So in a family, we are, we are willing to share everything with, with each other. Thus, if one member of the fa family is having more than enough, they are willing to share with those who don't have enough. It's such a beautiful family in the church. This also records the wonderful beauty in the early church. Their fellowship is really deep. So in the church here, there are believers for just weeks. They just are convicted to Jesus, and they are so unified. So in verse 32 here written, all the believers, including those who just convicted, they were one in heart and mind. This should be true of every congregation. So people in the church should be with good faith, and they were humble to each other, and they were selfless, and they were sacrificial. 
You may think that it's quite impossible nowadays in the church that people are willing to share all their possessions with each other. But why? Remember that these people may have witnessed God's resurrection and they have witnessed how Holy Spirit came at Pentecost. Remember Chris' sermon in Acts chapter 2, talking about how Holy Spirit came at Pentecost. Let's read this together. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Wow! Imagine if you were there witnessing how Holy Spirit came to them. Will you trust God wholeheartedly? Because you witnessed the whole thing. So those people in the church, they have witnessed all these incidents, and they were all with God's faith. That's why the believers here in the church, they were one in heart and mind. They were happily to share their possessions with each other. What a beautiful church. They treat each other with love. Okay, in the next verse that is here, so let's read together. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and Lord's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there were no needy persons among them. For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sale and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. So people are willing to share, to sell their house and brought the money of their sale to the apostles' feet to support each other. What a beautiful sharing in the church. We can see people here in the church, they are willing to support each other and they are willing to bring the money from their sale to distribute with anyone who are in need. Uh, earlier in 36, we can see there's a Levite from Cyprus whose name is Barnabas. And the name of Barnabas means son of encouragement. So you can imagine, Barnabas, he is willing to sell his land and bring with the full amount of his sale to the feet of the apostles to support the church. Uh, actually, he's a very good model in the church. And later on in chapter 13, he became the co-pastor in the church of Antioch. So do you think others will follow Barnabas' role model? And why did Barnabas do that? Because he trusts. He trusts the apostles will be best used of his money to support those in the church. So when we lay our offering to, un to the feet of the pastor and the deacons every Sunday, we believe that the pastors and the deacons will be best used of our money to use in different ministries and to support each other. So actually, we have to believe that the money is not ours, actually. It is all given by God. It is God who gives us the power of wealth. Agree? So at this point, everything in the church still looks great, and the church is still growing. So everyone has enough to serve, survive because every, everyone is willing to share their possessions. So the church in this point looks joyful and glorious. We remember that in chapter 4, there's the triumph of prosecution. After um, Peter and John, they share gospel to lots of people, and then they were put in jail. But after that, they were released. And then, so after their prosecution, there were about 5,000 people who have convicted to God. It was glorious, and people were there on fire because Holy Spirit came in. But Satan was active. 
He never left the church. He tried to fight out the church with the persecution. He failed. So he knew that he wa it was not going to happen from the outside to damage the church. Therefore, in this chapter, he's going to church. We face to face to see the first record seen in the church. So remember that in the Bible, um, Jesus taught us, if there's sinner in the church, what can we do? We have to go to the person, and if he doesn't want to repent, we just take two or three witnesses together. If he still repents, then we can and tell the and expel the sinner if he doesn't want to be repent. But actually, we have to admit that we are all sinners. Sinners are in the church. None of us is perfect. And so are Ananias and Sapphira. When we look at chapter 5, verse 1 to 2, the Bible said that these two, this couple named Ananias and his wife Sapphira also sold a piece of land and they wanted to be praised like what Barnabas did. But it's the whole problem, the whole amount of money, just like Barnabas and Sapphira. So they have a thought there. Let's read chapter verse 2. Let's read together. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back parts of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. So they follow Barnabas and then they sold the land, but they kept back parts of the money for themselves, but they claim that it is the full amount because they want to get praised. Let me give you a more easily understanding example. Suppose that Ananias and Sapphira, they are planning to sell their land, and then they, they, the asking price for the land is around $50,000. So they told uh, John and Peter that I'm going to sell my land, and then I will give the full amount, $50,000, to the church. Very generous and very kind. But because the um, Woolies and Coast, they want to build their store at the land, at Ananias' land. So that's why the price is speeding up. Guess how much at the end the land sold? It's higher. It's not $50,000. It is $60,000. So Ananias and Sapphira was thinking, shall I keep that extra $10,000 for our retirement or for us to travel over the world? So they are thinking, but they still want to be praised by others, just like Barnabas. So that's why they told Peter and John that, oh, I've already sold my land, and I'm going to give the full amount to the church of $50,000. But they are keeping the extra $10,000. So because Ananias worry about that, if he tell uh, Peter and John that it's only part of the money, he will not be looking as spiritual as what Barnabas did. So, but actually, we have to remember the apostles never request anyone to give the full amount of their sale. It is not something compulsory in the church. But the Holy Spirit gave the Peter the wisdom to understand that they were lying. So, Ananias and Sapphira, they were very ambitious. They bring with their own glory and they deceive the church. Let's read them, chapter 5, verse 3 together. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Peter said, you have not lied just to human beings, but to God. See what Peter responded. Peter said that you have not lied just to human beings, but to God. So it is really serious. They lied to the Holy Spirit. 
They lied to the apostles and they lied to the church community. So the first sin identified in the church is lying to God. Who thinks they can get away with a lie to God? You can't deceive God. God knows your heart and your mind. The Bible later on said that um, in, in, in verse 5, when Ananias heard this, he fell down and died, and great fear seized all who heard what had happened. After three hours later, his wife, after doing the fingernails or something, he came in, not knowing what had happened. But Peter asked her, tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? And what did she say? She said, yes, this is the price. So Peter gave her a chance to answer whether it is right or not, and then she still said yes. And then Peter said to her, How could you conspire to test the spirits of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young man came in, and finding her dead, carried her cut and buried her beside her husband. So she got the same consequence as her husband. You may be shocked about this consequence. As the property was theirs, they are so kind, they are so generous, they are willing to sell their property. But at the end, they are died and blamed by Peter. You can imagine if you have a new pair of basketball shoes cost about $200, and then you know that the church is organizing the church camp, and some brothers and sisters, they do not have enough to pay for the church camp. So you told Catherine, you told Chris that, oh, I'm willing to sell my new pair of basketball shoes and give the $200 to the church to support those brothers and sisters. People all looking at you and say that, oh, you're so kind, you're so generous, you have uh, God's uh, love, right? But after that, you are thinking to buy a new game. You are thinking to buy a new jacket or something. So you try to just keep back some of the money. You try to keep back $100 for yourself to buy your own stuff. And then, but you told uh, Chris and Catherine that it is already the full amount of money that I sell my shoes. So you are dishonest and you lied. You lied to the church. Do you agree that this will affect the whole community? And this is the opening of Satan. People will no longer trust each other in the church community. So never deceive the church. Brothers and sisters, have you ever kept some of your earnings and don't give one-tenth offering to God? Or have you ever kept your red pocket money and you don't give one-tenth offering to God? When I was in year nine, I remember that I got lots of red pocket money. I got $3,000. So at that time, if I need to give one-tenth offering, I need to give how much? $300 is a lot to me. I'm only a year nine student, right? I want to buy lots of stuff for myself. So at that time, I was very struggled. I was thinking whether I should do one-tenth offering or whether I just keep those money. But um, after prayer, I decided to follow God's instruction. I gave one-tenth offering. After giving one-tenth offering, I feel so joyful because I really follow God's instruction. But I, I understand the struggle. So Ananias and Sapphira, they try to pretend they are the Christian love of the neighbor system, and then they attempted to look like Barnabas to get others' praise. But their motivation actually is to gain honor for, our, for themselves on the cheap. They look generous, but they are giving for the sake of their status, not love. In addition, their lie about this, in, this action is interpreted by Peter as a lie to the Holy Spirit and to God. 
these people came to the church to deceive people. You may be shocked that a lie to the community is equated with a lie to God. It is not surprising because they are this forced generosity of Annalise and Sapphiras and their attempts to deceive the Holy Spirit are the threat to the identity of the Christian community. So today, after reading this scripture, we learned three points. Have you ever heard about HHD? Anyone is studying HHD? Yeah, someone. So what HHD stands for? He, uh, what's that? Health, Humanities and Development. Is it, Jaden? Pop uh, something. Uh. Okay. <laughs> so today we learned three points. Not HHD, but HHS. So what is the first H? The first H is hypocrisy. The hypocrisy problem actually is the, one of the reasons in the church causing internal conflict. Agree? So the story lets us know how God feels about hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is just like using your phone. You just take a picture of yourself. You try to cover your flaws and then you just put something on your picture to make you look good. Just like this picture. See if uh, Mr. Bean really look good. So do you think he look good? So he tried to cover up himself and just make himself look good. So hypocrisy is just like this, using Photoshop to redesign your own image. I, be, I believe that the death of Annalise and Safara, they are serving as a warning to the church today. And that God has a lot to teach us today if we are willing to listen. When I prepared this sermon, I did ask myself, am I a hypocrite? I, don't, I always heard people saying that I don't want to, the church, to go to the church because there are lots of hypocrites in the church. Yes, we are all sinners, but there are still plenty of room for, one and, for another one. So we have to really ask ourselves whether we are a hypocrite. And then the second point is H. The other H is H is hide. So we cannot hide from God. When we read Psalm 139 verse 2, you know when I sit and then when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. So God knows everything of our mind. The Holy Spirit knows our thoughts. It's just like a TV program, showing what's happening in your mind. And uh, maybe you, we can't see what is inside your heart, but are you Analias or are you Barnabas? God knows. The secrets in your heart we cannot see, but God knows. Nothing can be hidden from God. Are you watching your phone inside your room? I don't know what you're watching, but when you heard your mom's footstep coming in, you try to change your screen to your schoolwork. So maybe you think that you've deceived your mom, but God knows what you are really watching. So don't fall into the trap of Satan, and don't try to just let it be the opening of Satan's work. Okay, the last point that we learned today is S. What is S? S is sin is a serious matter to God. Some of us may wonder why Ananias and Sapphira died because of just telling lies. I'm sure most of us did lie. But have we ever asked God, why do we still alive? This revealed our ignorance of our sin and also God's holiness. God is patient with us and slow to anger. However, in the early church, it's the only church in the world. And it is the church just started growing. It's just like this small plant. So if one of the branch is rotten, it will affect the whole small plant. So that's why when there's one, one branch of, the, of, of them is broken, 
is rotten, you will cut off this branch in order not to affect the growth of the small plant. But after so many years, the church has been growing, growing, growing. It's just like um, the big tree next to it. There are lots of branches in the church now, in the big tree now. So even one of the branches is rotten, the impact is not as huge as in this small plant. So God is still very patient to us. And God is waiting for us to repent. So in Acts chapter 5, verse 2, the word, and remember that analyze and Sephora, they kept back parts of the money. So kept back in Greek means for long. That means to rob and to dishonest. So analyze and Sephora, they robbed parts of the money to God. After they sold the land, there was a seed of sin growing in their heart. They wanted to keep some of the money for themselves but they still claim that it is the full amount because they want to be praised by others and look good. So they are dishonor to the church community and to the spirits of God. They thought that they may be able to serve both God and money. They thought to deceive the apostles and they thought to deceive the spirits of truth. So the crime of Ananias was not his retaining parts of selling the land, but to impose uh, upon the apostles with an awful lie for a desire to be praised by others. This is to put a cheat upon God and will affect the whole church community. And this punishment was in re reality mercy to lots of people as this will cause self-examination uh, self and prayers. So didn't want, did God didn't want the church that he has just built with the opening to Satan. So we have three points learned today. Remember that, HHS. The first one is hypocrisy problem. The second one is cannot hide from God. And the last one is sin is a serious problem. So you may wonder, what is the consequence after all this happening? Let's read um, chapter 5, verse 14. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believe in the Lord, and they were added to their number. Since God has treated this plant by cutting off the rotten branch, the, branch, the plant is still growing. More and more men and women, they believe in the Lord and were added to the number in the church. With this incident, it, there is a, it raised a question to all of us. Are we doing the right thing? Have we ever kept parts of our promises to God? Or do we intend to be a good person in the church, but a hawk at home? Where are we now? Are we hiding stuff from God? Are we still stubbornly refused to repent and change? Brothers and sisters, there is no point we say something, but we did the opposite. God sees everything of us. Just be transparent and do ask yourself, am I deceiving God? Am I living in a way hypocrite? When I was young, just like you, I joined the youth group just like Reverb. I know this two weeks is exam period, right? At that time, we always support brothers and sisters by saying, oh, I will pray for you, I will pray for your exam. So one of the sisters came to me and asked me, Ursula, do you really remember to pray for that past, that brothers and sister at home? I was speechless. I was speechless. So then that sister asked me, then why do you say so if you, you don't really mean to pray for that bro brothers and sisters? Why do you say that you will pray for the exam? So ask yourself, are we hypocrites? Or do we just want to look good and look caring? God is faithful. Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your words today. 
We pray you help us living with integrity. We humbled ourselves to you to ask for your forgiveness for any sin in our hearts. If we are deceiving you, God, please cleanse us. If we are living in a way hypocrites, pray God's light shining on us and helping us to walk in your way. You hate a lying tongue. You hate a lying heart. Help us to be will believers. We pray God's love and spirit is in our church today to help our church grow spiritually. Father, we need you. You are a faithful God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.